Jesus. So we just welcome the supernatural. It's here, but we ask for another, another layer. Because what happened when Jesus died on the cross? What happened in the temple? Come on. The veil was ripped. I'm here to declare the veil is ripped. Open our eyes. Open our ears to see. It's our choice because that veil was ripped. That gave us full access. Full access. And I do pray, Lord, I pray that we'd walk into an encounter today. For those who are sitting, we'd sit into an encounter today. <laughs> Lord, that we would just, we just say, Holy Spirit, have your way. We invite, we declare that heaven is here. Heaven's at hand. And we accept that and believe that. And we declare, Father God, have your way today. As you've already done today. Lord, I thank you what you've done. But I pray, Lord God, that we just go to the next level. But right now, I just pray that we, this wouldn't be a spectator thing this morning, that we participate in the glory right now. We participate. So, Holy Spirit, just come. Worthy. Worthy are you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for the anointing. Lord, I thank you for the anointing, Lord God. The anointing changes us. It changes. Come on, just dwell on him right now. Just dwell on him. Would we give him a moment? Would we let the king of glory enter in? Right now, if you just, just say, Lord, are you upon my throne? Are you upon my throne? Are you at the highest place in my life? If he's not, remove whatever it is and put him there now. It's that simple. Because he made the way. We can boldly come before his throne. We boldly can walk. Come on, there were so many years where the priests had to walk and, and, and go, and one man got to walk behind that veil. One man they had to tie something to him to make sure that he would even live because it's so holy. And Jesus came and he brought us back to the place that we were meant to live in in the garden. We were meant to live with full access. And Jesus came and made a way. Come on, let's walk into our inheritance. Our Father gives us good gifts. Our God is good. He's a Father of goodness. I break off the lie. I just, oh, the Father just wants to break off. I am a good, good Father, he says. And I remove the veil. I didn't remove the veil just for a few. I removed the veil for everyone to have access to my heart. I made, he removed the veil so each one of you, for those who've never had a Father that ever put him upon your lap, you have a chance today to sit upon his lap. You have a chance to look into a Father's eye, and you know what he says? He looks into your eyes and says, you are loved. I made you with a purpose. This is, you're not just living this life for just getting through. You're I made you to live with abundance. I made you to be my child. I made you to be a child of me. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the King. And he has made you his kings and queens. He has made you his heirs. Jesus ripped that veil apart so that you could be an heir to the throne. And we just need our minds to be renewed. That we actually wake up and realize that the kingdom of God is at our hand. It is here today. It is at our disposal. Jesus, right now, just Holy Spirit, renew our minds. Renew our minds. Just like you did for that moment when, when you asked Peter and asked your disciples, Who am I? And he said, You are the King of Kings. You are the Messiah. And Jesus looked at him and said, only my father. You can only know that if my father opened that up to you. And you know what? He has opened it up to all of us. He has opened it up to all of us. And it's our choice. It is our choice. Downstairs in prayer, I saw all these riches. I saw all these provisions. And the, and the father was there. And we were all just staring at him. And the father's like, why are my children not picking up my provision? Why are they not reaching out and putting them on? It's a choice. We're one step away from our breakthrough. We are one step away from seeing something new. We're one step. Yes, crossover. Come on. No, it's true. I know I brought it up last week, and I got in a powerful message. But so often in a meeting, you see the same. God shows up in so many different ways, but so often we're looking back like the Israelites going, Pharaoh's coming! When all you have to do is turn around and say, open up. Open up, because my word says I'm powerful. You know what's so cool? The Lord just said, 
In the New Testament, we got to walk on the water. I missed it till now. You don't even have to declare, even though my message on declaration, but you know what? You can walk on that water. I always picture the Lord shows me, he goes, oh, I just run. Because sometimes, you know what? I don't have the faith just to go, whoa, because I think I, but I figure if I can run fast, it makes more sense to me, it might stay on the water. <laughs> but you know what? I saw a few weeks ago, actually, I'm going to declare this. Actually, two weeks ago, I was just waiting on the Lord, and I went into and just do this picture, vision, whatever you want to call it, and I saw outside the boat, it was, it was interesting, I had to stand and see a perspective with Jesus on the boat, and I looked. And all these people are different levels, in and out of the water. And I said, Lord, what is that? He says, those are those who chose in the past to choose to say and believe the word. And yes, they got out of the water, but like Peter, they felt like they sank. And so many people, so often the church looks at them and says, look at that, you're sinking. You didn't do it. You didn't make it. And the, and the Lord says, come and declare to you, my people, that today's a new day. And I celebrate. And he was running around, grabbing them, tossing them, tossing them, bringing them up. Bring him up. And do you know where he's tossing? Right back on the boat. And then he looked and said, jump back in. Go for it again. Lord, we release the grace. Come on, in the prophetic. The prophetic, if you study the word prophetic and understand, when a, a prophetic word, a true prophetic word from heaven is released. It releases grace to do something you could not do beforehand. So I'm going to trust that's from the Lord. Did it bring encouragement, exhortation, and comfort? Yes, you can. Tested. I did tell the people that, and they agreed. So, Lord, we just release that grace right now. The grace, Lord. Right now, those who had dreams and thought went all out and they started sinking, and all they did was get ridiculed, and today's a new day. That it's a new day. They can try again. Pick up those dreams. Pick up those dreams. Pick them up. It's time just to run around on the water, to hang out on the water. Oh, God, you're so good. Oh, Jesus. Oh, something. I'm going to, I wasn't going to do the preach on this, but I just, during when Brett was talking, the Holy Land, come on. Don't you love it? I, it's very significant. It's cool. The land is amazing. But you know what's really cool? Is that wherever you step, you bring heaven. I'm not putting anything down for where we, like, that's incredible. Someday I want to get to Israel. But the truth is, you can experience everything. You don't have to go there. That's amazing, and you will be wrecked. I know non-believers that went to Israel and got wrecked. Just be, and actually turned their life back, to, brought their life to Jesus because it's just so real. It brings the perspective when you read the word. It's amazing, and I want to experience it. But as kings in this room, as children, co-heirs to the throne, you get to experience everything, everything. Because we're grafted in. We're grafted in. Yep, come on. And it's interesting, just to go along with that, Brent brought up, he said he was where uh, John the Baptist was beheaded, and it's a weird word right here, but I'm going to release it anyways, because it's just such an understanding of how good, our, how good Jesus is. And it goes along with that word I just released. Again, I wasn't planning to, but I quickly looked up, but Luke 7, I'm going to quickly say, John's disciples reported to him in prison about all the wonderful miracles and the works Jesus was doing. So John dispatched two of his disciples to go inquire Jesus. When they came before the master, they asked him, are you the coming Messiah we've been expecting, or will we continue to look for somebody else? John the prophet, prophet has sent to you, us to you to seek the answer. Isn't this interesting that earlier on, John the Baptist, when he baptized Jesus, he declared he's the Messiah? So what happened? He was in prison. But we can beat up John and say, what? Your mind changed. But it's interesting because sometimes we feel like we're in prison. And like I'm saying, we have all, the, we have everything we need. We're co-heirs. But sometimes we were feeling like we're in prison, even though we knew the truth. John the Baptist knew the truth that he was the Messiah, but he started questioning. He started questioning why? Because what was the word? What's all in the Old Testament? What was prophesied about Jesus? He would set the captives free. He would set the captives free. But John the Baptist is a captive. No, this is for some of you. He was a captive. So he had a legit question. He, Jesus ain't scared of the questions, guys. He's not scared of the questions. Let's read on. Without it. So they asked him that. So verse 22. Without answering. I love it. I love how Jesus does things. Without answering, Jesus turned the crowd, healed many of their incurable diseases, 
His miracle power freed many from the suffering. He restored the gift of sight to the blind, and he drove out demonic spirits from those who were tormented. Only then did Jesus answer the question posed by John's disciples. Now go back. Tell John what you have seen and heard today. The blind are now seeing. The crippled are now walking. Those who are lepers are now cured. Those who are deaf are now hearing. Those who are dead are, not, are now raised back to life. The poor and broken are given this hope of salvation. And tell John these words. The blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me no matter what happens. And John's messengers departed. Jesus spoke with John to, the, um, John to the audience crowded around him saying, what kind of man did you expect to see in the wilderness? Did you come to expecting to see a man who would be easily influenced and shaken by the shifting of opinions? Who do you really go there to see? I don't need to go any further there. So what happened? He got the message. Why would Jesus go back and speak that and speak that to him? Because he was bringing back faith. He didn't just say, yeah, 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 I am. He said, I'm going to rock these guys. These are disciples of, of uh, John. I'm going to show them what I'm here. I'm going to show them heaven's here. I'm going to demonstrate heaven's here. I'm not just going to say I'm the Messiah. He just didn't say, I'm going to show you I'm the Messiah. And then what's he saying to John? Great. He actually was prophesying unto John. Great is those who are not going to lose faith. You're not going to lose faith, John. Don't worry. I am what I said I am. Now, this is an interesting, we could dig a little bit into this. Like I said, I wasn't planning to preach on this. But it's interesting. So you say, why didn't Jesus go set him free? Right? Because that's always our question. Why are some people not getting healed? Why are some people not getting the breakthrough? Why are some people? It's interesting. Ever heard of free will? Sin brought him in there. Not John's sin. It was free will of Herod. Was it his niece or whatever? Or his daughter, whatever, whatever it was? They made choices. But it didn't change who Jesus was. That is a huge key right there. Right on. <laughs> Paid him to say that. Oh, my God, it's so good. Woo! There you go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love God. I'm kind of continuing a bit with the renewed mind here. If I get to it, my message is on declarations, the power of words. <laughs> if I get to it. And it was interesting, because I'm like, Lord, isn't that such a simple understanding, isn't it? And he's like, no, it's powerful. It may be simple, but isn't the simplicity of the gospel what makes it so good? So in Romans 12, well, I don't have that written there. I just know it's Romans 12 too. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need our minds renewed. And we talked about that for a couple of weeks when I preached. But we still need more. And a lot of it comes to how we speak what we're filling our minds with, and the power of words. Because that's what I want to get at today. Because we say and declare, and I love this, the Word of God is incredible. But it's a weapon that you can use. It's the key. I like it more of a key. The weapon just to smack the devil. The, the key that opens the door, right? But there's so many keys in this thing, and that's what I want to touch into a bit today. And it's simple, but we're going to go over it. Because I forget all the time. I'm preaching to myself. And don't worry. I won't finish my notes today. <laughs> because the Bible's so alive. You start looking and asking for keys for life. Just, and even keys just to, to go to the next level. He'll open it up. You don't have to wait for a preacher to kind of go and work and to figure it out. Go home and ask. Lord, open these up. Open this up. It, like, honestly, it was hard for me this morning. I just was, before I preach, I just like to read the word. No, no purpose other than just to eat. I just grab, I feel kind of sense where to go. Not for the message, nothing, because there's a key in that. I'm filling up myself with living life, the living word. You want to get more prophetic? Start reading a lot more word. No, you, you talk to these fathers, 
spiritual fathers, people like Bobby Connors, he minimum three hours a day in the Word. Another man I knew, well, I, I know him, Todd, that's how, Todd would tell us, Todd would tell us, that's one of his keys before a service, he'd eat for three hours just a word. He was like, don't worry about, don't try to get revelation, don't try to get anything, just eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, because that's where your prophetic is supposed to come from. It ha- better line up with this, right? Woo! Oh my goodness. Oh yes, I will go there. We're going to open up a different note there. We're going to go into these. I'm just going to go back, but too much there. Okay. What is a declaration? A faith declaration is made when we declare the absolute faithfulness of God's word. God's word abides forever. God's word is true. God's word is supernatural. God's word is faithful. What is Hebrews 4.14 saying? Seeing that they have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens... Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We all know Luke 137, with God. For with God, nothing is impossible. But how come it feels like we're hitting impossible situations? Back to this, we need to know how to use the keys. This fits in every lock, guys. Except for the ones the doors are not supposed to be open. Don't try to fit it in those doors. It doesn't fit. And it doesn't fit, go, okay, that's not my door. Right? If it ain't lining up, not turning, don't jam the key. No, that's where false theology comes from. We start crying, let's get her in there. I got enough. I got two words that made sense. No, we do that. We get God to agree with a lot of things, we think. Oh. Loves us. Sorry, I just feel his love in the room. Woo! Oh, Jesus. Okay. Let's look. Whoa. A faith declaration is made when our heart and mouth agree together with truth. Deuteronomy 30 14. But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. Now we say, Kevin, are you starting to preach a word of faith message? I brought it up last time. I am. I'm getting back to the basics. Have you guys, did that shut down in here? No, no, no. no. The word of faith, I know I said I'm going to keep bringing it because we got to break this mentality of all the stuff bringing back what the enemy came and brought problem with. And you used it just to claim and name and claim it. But that's just what the enemy was doing. Why aren't we, we going to let him steal what we the truth of the word. So I'm going to break down something, because this, I'll be honest, I got quite excited this week when I was doing a study about, because how can you talk about words and declaration if you don't know who you are? And so, I love this verse. In the New King James Version, it says, 2 Corinthians 5.20, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Passion translation. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through your lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf, turn back to God and be reconciled to him. I love a footnote here in... in, uh, in the passion, to be ambassadors for Christ means that we are diplomatic agents of the highest rank, set to represent King Jesus and uh, be authorized to speak on his behalf. We are the voice of heaven to earth, invested with royal power with the name of Jesus and authority of his blood. I love it. It says that we are invested. He's invested his authority. Isn't it interesting, if you study, see, we live in such a um, democratic understanding, so we forget, and we start thinking the kingdom's democratic. It ain't. I'll tell you right now, it's the kingdom of God. And it's interesting in the kingdom, it's the king doesn't have to go ask permission for anything, and that's our father. But the coolest thing is that the king always has close people around him. 
Why? Because he can sit on his throne all day. And yes, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, can make things happen without humans. But let's just use a human understanding. Who does the work of the king? Those close by him. Those who are uh, subjects to him. But you, uh, yeah, his ambassadors. But he has, a king has those. And if you watch any good movies, you know, they have that ring, the signet ring. You know what that he gave to you? It's scary. If you actually, it's humbling. See, too often we walk around going, yeah, we have this thing, but we don't even realize what we have. Because in the power of the tongue, which I'll get to, we have authority. I just feel like I need to remind us again. But that authority can create life, but it can also open doors that aren't supposed to be open. It can bring death. When you have that kind of authority, who's, we all know the stories. It's in the Old Testament too. What happens when the bad king, who still has the same authority, he's still the king, but he makes bad choices? What happens? Bad things happen. But he trusts you. And the coolest thing is, again, we get back to Jesus, is that he made a way when you screw up. He can always go back. He's got good erasers. I'm going to keep on going on ambassador here. So we have to understand in the kingdom... It's dominion. It's full leadership. What did he tell us in Genesis? He said, he, he, he goes, go and be, have dominion. Have dominion. He actually made this earth so we could have somewhere to actually rule his kingdom. Do you guys realize that? Do you want to know what you were made for? To rule. To do his work. To bring heaven to earth. To demonstrate You should be the most prosperous person in the world. Why not? You've got the keys of heaven. I'm going for it. Just take some of that road back from heaven when you visit. Cash in the gold. I love this. So, Matthew 4, 17. From the time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. In the passion, from that time on, Jesus began to proclaim his message. And these words, keep turning away from your sins and come back to God. For heaven's kingdom realm is what? Now accessible. If you're able to, actually I want to, see, I want to make sure people see that. Especially in the tra passion translation. Matthew 4, 17. Can you jump to the passion? You got, because you have to understand something actually shifted here. It is now accessible. It's not where, you, we have something, we can make fun of all the people in the Old Testament screwing up all the time. But they have a good excuse. We have the keys. They didn't. But we can learn from them. Okay, then we jump to, what did you bring up there? I love this. You gotta read it. The, the kingdom's realm is now accessible. Accessible. And he's preaching this to the world. Matthew 6, 9, 13, we all know this. This is the Lord's Prayer. But don't you think, it's interesting, it's the Lord's Prayer. I heard this once. It's interesting, we call it the Lord's Prayer, but who's supposed to pray it? We are. It's more the disciples, his disciples to pray. But this is interesting, because we're back to ambassadors. We're talking about kingdom here. You look at Matthew 6, verse 9. He starts out, pray like this. Our Father... Dwelling in the heavenly realms. So this is interesting. because So Matthew 6, 9. I'm going to keep you following along, but that's good. Um, our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms. So where's the Father? This is key. Heavenly realms. May the glory of your name be the center of which our lives turn. Verse 10. Manifest your kingdom. And cause your very, every purpose fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. So if he's in heaven, who's supposed to be fulfilling it? Us! Why? We're the ambassadors. This is key. I'm going to keep on nailing this. Because this, if we wake up and realize, I, I'm talking to myself. And realize, and wait till I talk more about this ambassador thing. I get pumped. When we're ambassadors and we have the key, when we have, and we know what God's saying, 
we literally have incredible authority. We have the authority of heaven. We have the authority of the king. I love this. The word ambassador isn't a religious term. It's a governmental term. It's interesting that this word came up when Jesus was walking on the earth. A lot of our words, I don't know if you realize, that Jesus used and called things that we use today and understanding, a lot of it came from Rome. And it's, I heard a, a great teacher once talk about how, and I, this is their theology, I'm not totally 100% on it yet, but it's interesting that it, what, we ask questions, why did Jesus come when he came? Well, we, there was a time finally that this guy felt that we were actually had a demonstration on the, in the world of what the heaven was supposed to look like. Not, get me wrong, Rome's not heaven, but the understanding of the rule. Because until that time in history, there was never such a, a place that actually with Rome was just taking over and multiplying. That word ambassador is what they use. It actually goes along with the whole apostolic, where there would be one from Rome sent the apostle with his team, the ambassadors, and they would come and actually set up here in Langley, look to look like Rome. And it would set up a government. So Jesus was calling us ambassadors. It's very important to realize because they knew what they were talking about. Because those ambassadors had power. You didn't want to mess around with a Roman ambassador. Yeah, so it was an act. Well, we'll get to that. You know, you're getting ahead there, Dan. So it's interesting. So as an ambassador, it, we actually, you actually embody the country. So we got Chris over here. He's American. Awesome, we love Americans. Right now, he's an American citizenship citizen, which is great. It's awesome. They have a great president. <laughs> Sorry if you don't disagree with that, but pray for him if you do. I don't. But right now, let's just look at him and say he's an, he's he's just a citizen. But what happens if he's brought to the White House or wherever they do this and say, right now, Chris is now the ambassador of the United States? You know what just happened right there? I'm in Canada. What happens? I'm in the United States right now. I'm in Canada. I'm in the United States right now. I'm under his rule. He can literally pretty much do whatever he wants to me. I can't do much about it. I can't yell. Well, it's a little weird like this. But, um, <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? But it's huge. But something else happened which we have to look at. The moment, which I didn't fully understand until this week, the moment they declare you are the ambassador, no longer does Chris pay taxes. No longer is his life his own. He's actually owned by the country. He becomes the country. And third, he doesn't just pay no taxes. Him, his family, his kids, everything's paid for. He has no bills. He literally becomes one of the most powerful people other than the president in the, in the United States. He literally, but that, did you hear that though? No bill. Why? Because the country has to look after him. Now, who's an ambassador of heaven? Where's your bills going? No. No, you have full access. Now we go, we laugh and say, well, God doesn't pay my bills. Why don't you let him sometimes? What does that look like? Well, maybe he'll give you a really awesome job. Maybe I'll just pay it some other way. But it all looks different, but your resources are coming from the right place once you realize it. That's why Jesus talks about, do not worry about your life. For what you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. Of the, do you not think they... Uh, do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides each one of them. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, can add a single or add anything to your life? I know that's a simple word, but we, if we start realizing that instead of getting worried, we go, Lord, I got my signet ring here. You promised you look after all my needs. I've done my part. 
So, Lord, I trust you as an ambassador. Now, this is where declaration comes in. This is where you grab these verses. Lord, your word says that, even do, that the birds don't even worry about it. So I declare, Lord, if you cover the birds and look after the birds, you're going to look after me as your child. It's called praying the Bible, praying the truth. This is all, this is like a bunch of, the Bible's like a, a legal document. If you go find it, you know if you have a good lawyer, they're going to find the place where it gets you off the hook or get you what you need or whatever. It's all in here. You go find that key and start speaking it, boom, the breakthrough comes. Oh, Jesus. Now, oh, I love this. Okay. So I get excited. Now, we'll go back to Chris over here because he's the ambassador. Do we have any other Americans here? Okay, perfect. You're my citizen. This is, you won't like this, but that's okay. You're my citizen, U.S. citizen. He's our ambassador. I go over there. Well, I wouldn't do this. If somebody went over there and, and say we're in the States and smacked her over the face, what would that be called? Assault. This is so cool. I come over to somebody, the same person walks up to Chris, smacks him over the face. What is that called? International incident right there. Oh, okay. Let's get back. What does Jesus call us? Ambassadors. What happens when an ambassador gets hit? The country who they represent is their defense. No one touches you. If you, if you, you realize the, the, how much Jesus actually cares and heaven cares, they can't touch you. They touch you. They just mess not just with no longer. They're not just messing with Chris. They're messing with the fleet of the United States Army. Those Navy SEALs are pretty intense. No. That's the thing. An ambassador, he gets in trouble somewhere. Well, they, they're going to come get him. No, there's no doubt. Another citizen, well, they'll try. No, but when you know who you are as an ambassador, you get to play that card. And that's what we need to do is play that card. We need to actually live with that and stop worrying about, well, I'm supposed to be meek. No, 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 no. That's true and it's wonderful. But you have to realize who you are. You need to walk around. I had a friend, he'd walk into restaurants, he would sit down. You know, fat, you know how it's cool that we could get a quick conversation. He'd sit down and say, hey, just let you know I'm going to treat you real good today. You're going to get blessed today. She's like, why? Because I'm a child of the king. You don't know who my dad is. And she'd be like, huh? No, no, you don't know who my dad is. Do you want to know my dad? Where I'm here right now, I got the kingdom of God behind me. And you know what's crazy? I won't get into it much, but that guy's name is Michael and Swain. And literally, that guy, it wasn't like he was rich. But he would sow and bless like you wouldn't believe. And God just provided. I don't get too much of that. But he, he got to hang out with, he got mentored by uh, Rodney Harrow Brown. And it's cool. Over there, they just got such an understanding. They got the concept of giving. It's actually what, if you, if you find out in history in the last years, how many years ago, Eric Johnson was just sharing about this. It's actually, he came to Bethel and broke through another level for them in giving. He took like three offerings in a sermon. <laughs> and that wasn't a sermon. See, I talked about money. You just died, right? Talk to money, it just gets scary. But that's the thing. Is he the king of your finances? If he's the king of your finances, there's treasuries. I'm not scared to talk about finances because I can't live my life the way I do unless God comes in with supernatural resources. And he doesn't. Why? Because we declare it. And step out. Come on. So, now we got that uh, ambassador thing. So you guys are all ambassadors. Say, I am an ambassador. Oh, man. I did have some, uh, I got to keep on going, but I, keep, I'm gonna, I just wanted to release before it gets too late. I actually, last night, just was waiting on the Lord, and I'm going to jump, can I jump out on the water for a second here? Um, now, I got to cut specifically, well, three different words here, but two of them specifically, um, I felt to share it. Now, I'm not going to, if it's you, you can choose to, to stand up or whatever. I'm not going to make you. Um, but I want to declare because God wants to bring deliverance and breakthrough. 
It's a, it's a it's a good word. So, but it's just it's. You'll know who you are, and if it's you on the camera, it can be you too. But I, I got a very clear uh, thing last night. So, um, Lord showed me somebody, and they were filled with there was there was mental illness, but it was caused by trauma. And it felt like they were living in a false reality. So if you feel like, and you don't have to tell me who it is, I never need to know. But it, is, it could be more than one of you. But it's like you're living, and it's, it's you, the word you actually use is like, I feel like I'm living in a false reality, but a negative reality. It's like you're constantly fighting for it. Um, it's like, and then the Lord showed me, and I love it how he shows, and I'll just share with you. I can make it all spiritual, but I'm just going to tell you how. How I saw it. You know, have you, who's watched Wizard of Oz before? Well, it's interesting. This person I saw, and they were wandering, and they were frustrated, and they've been staying. They know the right answers. You're whoever you are, you're an awesome person. But they didn't realize that if they just looked down, they just tapped their feet, they're going back home. And it's that easy right now. I don't know who you are, but I want to declare over you that the mental illness is going. And it's not coming back. And that's false reality, Lord, that we, I just declared, you said to break it and to command it to be broken. And we remove it off them right now. And it's that easy because you're good. And we declare it cannot come back, that torment. And, and right now, one of the keys is to forgive yourself, whoever that is. Forgive yourself. It's not yours to keep. It was never your issue in the first place. It's just a lie. Second, maybe they go together. I don't know. Oh, this is, yeah. Hmm. So, it's weird. There was two words about uh, trauma. That, that first one, actually, whatever I won't get into, you know what's, what happened when you're younger. But um, is when you were 17. Something happened when somebody was 17, and it's actually caused a cycle in your life that needs to end. It comes back every about five years. I know it seems a little general, but I just, uh, I, I'm trying to be, uh, make it safe. Because God wants to bring breakthrough and set free. When you're 17 years old, something happened, a, tra uh, a, a, yeah, a trauma, and it feels like things are good. And then every five, about five, four to five years, it feels like you just go back. You got your breakthrough and you just go back again. Lord, we just break that right now. We break that. It's that easy. That's you. Just testify to Jesus when you, when you have a chance. Just tell him. Say, it's mine now. Right? It's yours. That's why I have to release it. It's interesting. If you don't release something, that's why it's so important for each one of you to be constantly speaking life over each other. I learned this years ago. I was actually watching. I think it was just, yeah, we were, we were watching. I was watching this Bethel music, and I forget who it was on the keys. Uh, um, actually, I think it was Kim Walker. And, she, there's, there's, and all of a sudden, she stops. She's, but not the keys. She just stops singing and starts declaring. I just see people, deaf ears. I, well, I remember what it was. She starts releasing different miracles. And I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm watching it. That's wonderful. Right? And then she goes back to singing. And miracles were breaking out in the room. You could see people were gathering. It was all awesome. And the then the Lord, I don't know, just asked me the question. He says, Kevin, would those miracles happen if she wouldn't have stopped? You know the answer. No, I told the Lord that. <laughs> I said, you know, so what is it? And he says, no. Because we live with free will. So you, you, that's why it's so important to actually, when, when somebody says, to even say, oh, I have an issue, stop and pray with them for a second. Declare truth over them. Call things that are not into existence. Shift the atmosphere. When you're an ambassador and, and Justin's having a hard day, he, I can walk over here and we get really all around him and all of a sudden he's got my country on him. And all of a sudden he's like, whoa, what just happened? But not that he's bad, he's doing amazing, but we all hit bumps. That's why we were made to live together. We were made to live in community. Wow, come on. Who was born in 1971? You are? Oh, there you are. Stand up. Is there only one person that's awesome? That makes more sense. Yeah, stand up. <laughs> yeah. Does April and May have anything to do with you in your life? No. 
No, 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 stand up. It's not, not your birthday. It was April, May something, but no? You don't know what that means? Somebody born, any of your kids born there? No? I didn't know if it had to do with the same thing. I just, when you get words, you just, just practice them, eh? Just stay there for a minute. I just feel like the, everyone just put your hands to it. Come on. Yeah, you feel that. Mm. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you put, I looked at you and you were like, this is funny, but she looked pregnant in spirit. So, Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you've put a seed in her, Lord Jesus, of a dream and a passion. And I see where you've, you've even, this, you've came to a point and you're, and you're like, uh, maybe I'm supposed to just let this go. And he's saying, no, he's put, he said he, he's going to bring it to, to, to fullness. He's bringing it to birth. He's going to birth it. And, and Lord, I just thank you that it is not dead. It's alive. I speak to it. I speak to it. I actually just feel like Lord says, declare it to birth right now in Jesus' name. Give birth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right now, in the spirit, we just declare right now. I just, again, I speak life right now. I speak to your mind that it's still alive. I speak to you right now to renew your mind that right now it's alive. It's alive and well, and, and it's there, and it's alive, and the heart is beating, and the dream is fully alive. And, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord God, that it, nothing has been lost. Nothing has been lost. And, Lord, I pray right now for the grace of God to come over her right now. I thank you right now. This is a key. And right now, like, I just pray right now, even those, uh, those, just those lies are going right now. I just see them. Those, uh, those lies, those little chunky things, as James Maloney calls it, the monkeys on our back, just get off. Right off, just right off, because it's good. Because it is. It's a, I just thank you, Lord, for the, just for the blessing of the Lord upon her, Lord God. I thank you right now for the stirring within her, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I, it's not just that, that, that thing you're birthing that brings life. It's actually your heart coming alive even more to another region. I just see right now. I just thank you, Lord God, that she's a lover of you, and she has passion, Lord God. She's a fiery witness, Lord God. And, Lord, she's a mama in the spirit, I see, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for you just, yeah, there's just a fresh wind coming under your sails, and there's just going to be a jump into your step. Yeah. You asked for it? Praise God. She asked for it. Thank you, Jesus. He's such a good daddy. Oh, man. Some of you just need to start prophesying over yourself. No, for real. That's part of my message. If you get, we get there, let me check despite any other ones. But isn't that interesting? She prayed for that. And sorry if I missed you and you prayed too. Um, I'm just trying. But no, 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 no. Let's talk about this for a second because God is so good. We're just trying to be available. And then the Lord picks out her the year. Dude, honestly, when I heard that, the first I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, okay. And so often, honestly, when we're practicing, sometimes it's like, uh, let's just pretend I didn't hear that because then I'm accountable for it. But I kept on feeling that. And who's only one person in the room? God knew where she was today. And it's a life. I just, it's just, again, it's life. Life, life. Actually, you guys, you know what? We're accountable. So... This week, whenever you think about it, just keep on declaring life. Keep on declaring life. Woo! Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, I just, sorry, this is totally off topic. But I don't you I just heard this morning I was worshiping when um, Stephanie, um, what's her name now? Gretchen or now, whatever her name. I'm so bad at names. She literally was singing a song and has love it. With the, you know when the lights, when, the, when you're like, uh, he lights on the inside. But then at the end she says, I think it was her that said it. It says that the, the power is always on when I'm plugged in. To the, uh, hold on, let me read that. That just killed it. Um, when I'm plugged into heaven, the power is always on. You got to stay plugged in. When you hang out with Jesus, can you guys all do me a favor? I was in prayer last night. Be who you are supposed to be. If you are who you created you to be, the best you gives the greatest glory to God. And, and I, I'm going to say it again because that's what you do to really make a point. Be who you're made to be. What I mean is, now let me clarify, if you're obnoxious and weird on purpose, that's not what I'm talking about. But if your personality is a little different, or be who you're called to be because 
You don't need to fit in somebody else's box. Because then you bring glory to God. Because if you're a bubbly, excited person, be that person because we need more of that. If you're a person with great wisdom, be that person with great wisdom. We need you to be who you're supposed to be. Oh, I feel like I'm getting nowhere. Praise God. Life power is in the tongue, right? Proverbs 18, 21, your words are so powerful that, that they kill or give life. And the talking to a person will reap the consequences. Whoa. It's interesting when I was studying this, look at coming back and like, some of the problem is just we talk too much. <laughs> yeah, but we need to speak truth. If you keep on talking the Bible, yeah, you, you know what's crazy? Some people are going to come around and go, oh, you love Jesus too much. Well, that's fine. That's, a, that's just the burden you're going to have to bear. That's life, because that means you're bringing life everywhere. As long as you're not like reading Ezekiel or Lamentations over everybody all the time. But truthfully, if your power's in the tongue, but in this day and age, I felt the Lord to remind people, it should say the power's in the tongue and it's in your fingers. People are getting way too bold on media and even on texting. It's crazy what somebody will tell you on a text, they'll never tell your face. You can't be doing that because there's power in that. If you're the ambassador, you're declaring something. You're calling something not into existence. You're creating an atmosphere around you. It's interesting, the world has a saying called self-talk, and they talk about you can create. They just stole that from the Bible because you're creating atmosphere. Now, they take it further, and I won't get into that, but you do. You call things that are not. You're planting seed everywhere. Oh, wow. I did it again, Willis. Willis always gives me a hard time. I tell everybody what I'm going to preach, and I never actually get there. Oh, we, they, Willis is always like, he got, I got the other message. He gets two every week. Oh, yes. One of the greatest revelations we can have is what I'm talking about. Is the, ta- the tongue has power to release life wherever we go. Those who actually learn to love this truth that's in the word, the powers in your tongue, you will start speaking differently. You will intentionally change the way you speak to people. Oh, Proverbs 18.21, again, uh, we have to, the words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. You, you guys, we have such an opportunity when we run into people. Especially a non-believer. There is so many people just looking for hope. Uh, uh, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were, they were going through a hard time. I just feel to share this because other people can get this. As they're going through a hard time, and, and it's interesting because at first, to be honest, they got me in the middle of something, and it was a phone call, and I'm like, okay, that's wonderful, da 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 you don't feel good right now, like in life and all that. And then they're like, well, and they were just honest with me. They're like, man, I just need somebody to like, speak that I'm going to make it. And instantly said that I went into a vision, and I saw the same person standing on top of a huge mountain, gorgeous, with the view of everything, and they, all they were doing looking down, and what happened, it looked like somebody took a one shovel scoop, and they were standing in it, and all they could see was they were in a hole. And all it did, was all it took was, and it's funny when you, you're not meaning to, and you're like, out of frustration, to be honest, at this point, I was out of a little bit of frustration, I'm like, but you don't understand. You're standing on a mountain. I just declare what I see. And they're like, oh, that's amazing. And this just changed everything. It's that easy where I'm actually was out of like, oh, like, just be honest. I'm going to get in trouble after this, but that's okay. And then, <laughs> and so, but that brings life. Because sometimes people just don't see what you see. That person, I see somebody going after Jesus with all their heart. It was just a lie. The enemy was just bombarding them because they're actually upon a mountain. And the enemy wanted to tell them they were in a hole. And I'm like, no. And you know what's interesting? That person told me later, they are like, after that, they're like, yeah, I see it too. I'm on a mountain. Oh, God is good. All the time, God is good. Okie dokie. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Joshua 1.8. This is huge. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, when you will make your way prosperous, and then you will, will have great success. You have to meditate on the word. You have to know the word. 
yes. I'm just moving here real fast because I'm going to see if I get to a good point. Um, it's all about protecting words. We won't go in that right now. Okay. Whew, power of words. We know that. Okay, we're just going to move on from there. Um, God is good all the time. <laughs> I just, I feel like I've been up here long and I don't want to bore you all. So, and I'm, and the drums keep on wanting to be played, I think, or something going on there. So I'm just, yeah. Declare what you want to become. Romans 8, 17, and since we are the true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. Oh, you guys, just we could just sit on that for a while. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. It's interesting, we so we get after, oh, I have to go here, sorry. Oh, man, I just saw something. Um, we get all like, oh, you're just telling me, like the word of faith, guys, you're going to start declaring things. You know, Joel 3.10, um, it talks about, it, declare, let the weak say I'm strong. I get this thrown on my face. Like, no, Kevin, see, you're in denial. He just says they're weak, and now they're saying they're strong. What does that do anything different? The key is, is when you read that, we have to understand that person isn't saying, I'm, I'm not in a weak spot. You're choosing to say that you were strong. Those drums, you know, maybe somebody should get on there. It's playing. But you have to choose when you're feeling weak that I am strong. Come on, let the, rich, let the poor say I'm rich. These are all legal words. Okay, so I'm going to finish up with this. This is so cool. If you, um, I won't get into too much, but Genesis 17 is when Abraham, when he gets visited and he gets a promise. Right? You guys all know the story? It was Abraham at the time. It's very key. Abram, he gets a promise. He's told that he's going to be a father of nations. A father of nations, and he can't even have a kid with his wife. You know how old he was? Actually, it's Genesis 12 when it happened. Uh, he's 75 years old when he got that word. 75. But this is key. As you jump into Genesis 17, i got to turn here. We can't read, not read that. This is cool. Genesis 17. Um, 17, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and we will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face when God talked with him, saying, and for me, as for me, and behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be my father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. This is huge. It's switched. But your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make my nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant. You know what? That was 24 years from the promise. Some of you guys are discouraged. Don't be. Get your name changed. Get your name changed. And it's interesting. If you jump to verse tw uh, chapter tw uh, Genesis 21, Isaac is born at, at 100. It's less than one, it's one year apart. Get your name changed. Get the, the, the word. You find in here. That's his key. See, Abram had his promise. Abram had his promise. And then he found the key. And he said unto you, Lord, he basically said, God, I'll do it. It's in your hands. And he turned that key, and his name got changed. And a son was born. And then you know the story. He gets tested. They were, they're going to take away. And he says, no, no, no. My God's still big. He can do it. He can do it if he's going to kill my only son. He'll make me a, na a nation. Mm. Some of you have been given promises. <laughs> and you're waiting on them. 
heard an incredible testimony of this actually this morning. Um, somebody set this thing up of, of Bob Jones. We, I love Bob Jones. He's gone away with the Lord. But that guy's a crazy prophet. And he'd have the craziest things happen. And so like in the 70s, you guys, you wanna, do you want to get tested? He had an angel show up in the natural to let him know. He said, hey, you're going to have a visitation with Jesus. Get ready. On July 3rd. That's how clear it was. July 3rd, he tells everybody in the 70s, I'm going to have it. Nothing happens. Every year he waits, nothing happens. Nothing happens. And you're going, what? But an angel told me. That's what I've been wanting. If an angel just tells me, you know how we always say that? If an angel tells me in the natural, I'll believe it. It's, it still takes faith. The devil's going to tell you that wasn't real. In the 80s, again, another angel shows up. Bob, you're in, this is the year. You're going to have your visitation from Jesus. Ask him a question. Get your questions ready. Now, this is what I want to bring up. This is so cool. Bob Jones is a smart man. He says, pray, Lord. Give me the questions I want, Lord. Ask me, give me the questions. And all of a sudden he goes, he gets this understanding. He goes, if I ask King Jesus questions when he shows up, I'm talking he ain't. I ain't asking any questions. Long story short, July 3rd is in the 80s. Jesus shows up fully. And you may go, oh, that's crazy. Why? Why is that crazy? Do you think it's too crazy to ever happen? It's probably never going to happen to you. No. It talks about angels all over in the Bible. It talks about supernatural things all over the Bible. I constantly want to make sure we're in a place where I can allow the supernatural realm to come in. I want my mind to be so renewed that I'm actually starting to expect things to start happening. That's the shift. When you come to a place where you just expect crazy things. Why not? He's still living today, right? So, let's uh, just quickly share the rest of that story. Jesus shows up. says, Bob, what's your questions? He said, I have no questions. And the Lord spoke to him. He goes, I love you, Bob. That's what he comes up. This is what, this is what Jesus wants to tell you. Jesus is like, I love you. I love you. He's yelling to his church, and this is all, I always say it's such a simple message, really, we have. It comes back to, I love you. I came and died for you. I banked, my father bankrupt heaven for you. Do you realize that you're an ambassador because he loves you? That's why. It's not because you did anything. It's because you accepted his love. And it's cool, of course, Bob Jones, if you know, he got all this download for all this stuff. The Lord tells him. And then, then you know what's so cool is? The Lord told him, and I won't get into it. He told him, now, now when I leave, pray and ask me these three questions. He gave him the questions. And he got to stay in a continued relationship. That's not about just a one-time wonder. It's not about the super, just shooting off one star and shooting off. So, Lord, we just, I know we didn't get very far, but we got somewhere. We took a step. So, Lord, we just thank you that we are ambassadors, that you gave us that signet ring. Lord, we, we wear it proudly. Uh -oh. I'm going to hit some a mindset, some, as Ike says, holy cows. It's like, oh, maybe somebody need to go polish that thing and put away in your room somewhere. Put back on that signet ring and walk around with the big, walk around knowing you have it. Because when you know you have it, you realize you don't have it just for yourself. You have it to affect those around you. You have it to say, hey, I'm going to make a way where there's no way for you. I'm going to stand with you in this hard time. I'm going I'm to be there with you this hard time. Because I know that it all works out for the good of those who love him. So I declare today, Lord God, over Windward, over our family, Lord God, that it is a good day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, and I declare that anyone that came with any needs, Lord God, that they would be met. Not according to my riches, but according to yours. Not by my might, but by your spirit, says the Lord. 
So, Lord, just right now, I just pray and I bless them with just with the fire of God, with your presence, that they would go home and that they would be wherever they are today and they would, their hearts would burn because they've been with Jesus. Bless you guys. Amen.